Hi, my name is Soraya. And I'm Yasmin. And this is the Soz Not Soz Pod. Where two unapologetic sisters dismantle mental health stigma. One conversation at a, a time. Mm, yeah! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> cool. 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 Cool beans. What's going on? Not much. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I am. Um, I'm slightly suffering because just before we started recording, <laughs> I was like, "Well, let me hydrate." And as I was sipping water, so I decided to make a joke, which then had water coming out of my nose. It was pretty great. It was fucking hilarious, <laughs> but I was in pain. It was a very simple joke too. I've still not recovered. Like my throat fucking hurts. <laughs> I still have water in my nose. Yeah. So you know, cool. Well, you know, yeah, as is. Like, this is the thing. I love when we start these podcasts and we make it sound like we're just sitting down and when we've just spent the last, like, three or four hours together. I literally got here at 11.30. Yeah. <laughs> it is now 2.30. <laughs> <laughs> okay, how was your week? I only spoke to you for three straight hours. <laughs> like, I already know I don't need to hear it again. <laughs> All right, so what are we talking about today, Yazzie? Today, Soraya, we are talking about the... Uh, interesting world of gaslighting Ooh. Ooh. see see my voice broke because i still haven't recovered from the water in nose scenario <laughs> <laughs> i thought it was just previous gaslighting situations that maybe you might not have to also recover that from. <laughs> also that um triggered yeah bad when i was going through this i was like oh i do not like that i can find so many personal examples mm. uh researching gaslighting so Ooh, that was fun for me. Yeah, that would have been. That would have yeah. been great. Yeah, love I- that I'm for sure me. while you're telling me stuff, I probably will think of ones too because I know I've experienced gaslighting a lot of times. I think so many people have experienced gaslighting. Like when I was doing my research, something that I found that came up that was interesting is that, you know, it's so common um, and it happens to so many people, but the, the relative term for it is quite new. Yeah. So the term for it is quite relatively new. Yeah. So anyway, good segue. Mm-hmm. What is it? What is it? Yeah. Um, so gaslighting is essentially an act of emotional manipulation and abuse where the perpetrator is working to undermine someone's memories and feelings mm-hmm. by replacing truth with a pack of lies. Yeah. Um, you know, this can make the victim question their reality, which then gives the perpetrator power to control their victim by continuously avoiding accountability and making the victim feel at fault. Mm-hmm. Right? So they create a web of lies that makes the victim the perpetrator and the perpetrator the victim. Yeah. Um, and that's how the sort of the perpetrator keeps the victim in a relationship with them. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> um, so essentially it's a power grab tactic, you know. The, the weaker the victim's grip on reality is the more they rely on their abuser for like clarification and confirmation like did this actually happen or did i just imagine it yeah um so slowly breaking them down it slowly breaks down it slowly weakens their confidence within themselves and their ability to trust themselves therefore they go to the only person they can trust their perpetrator to sort of help them navigate life well, it's also probably because the perpetrator has made them believe that they're an authority. Yeah, exactly. Um, and know what they're talking about as, and sort of like makes the victim sort of um, reliant. Yeah, well, that's exactly them. it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, honestly, just leaves the perpetrator in control of that person's reality. Yeah. Um, so, do you know where the term gaslighting comes from, Soraya? 
I have been told this, but I have totally forgotten, so please remind me. (laughs) So the term gaslighting was coined after the release of a movie called Gaslight, Mm -hmm. which was released in 1944. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So in the film, the husband lies to and manipulates his wife so much that she starts to completely lose her grip on reality Mm -hmm. and she believes that she's losing her mind. Yeah. And he does that to have a sense of control over her. Mm. So that's where the term gaslighting comes from comes from because you know it when someone manipulates you to the point where you lose grip on your reality you start to question everything that you see before you and therefore you go to the only person you can trust and they create a reality for you that suits them exactly and that's how they like that's how they get control over you Mm. that's how they you know they manipulate you so that they are the only people that you rely on. And that's the thing, like, with gaslighting, it's not like all of a sudden they have, like, that these like, victims are, like, weak or anything like that. And, yeah, you know, no. it's, it's a gradual thing that they work on for a long period of time. Exactly, exactly. Whereas, you know, like, because um, you see gaslighting mostly in romantic relationships, like abusive yeah. relationships. Um, you see them in toxic friendships and toxic, you know, family situations as well. Even workplaces as well, work relationships too. Even work relationships. Like gaslighting is everywhere, mm-hmm. right? Um, in toxic relationships everywhere. But it is most powerful in those sort of situations where there's a bit of a power dynamic or a reliance. So, for example, like a friendship probably not as powerful, although I could be wrong, just based off of my research. I found that it was most powerful in like parental and child dynamics and abusive romantic relationships. relationships yeah. That's where it's the most powerful because I think with, when, when you're in a friendship scenario or a career scenario, you do tend to go out of the world, out into the world and have other influences. Yeah. Whereas when you're in a parental dynamic or a, um, you know, romantic relationship dynamic, they tend to be the center of your world. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. know? Um, so, would you like to know what it looks like? Sure, tell me. <laughs> so, um, I'm going to go in order of the way that um, gaslighters tend to sort of wheel you in because, as you said, you know, being a, a victim of gaslighting isn't a weakness thing. It's more that someone has been in the position where they've been able to wear you down. Yeah. So there's nothing about you mm-hmm. whatsoever. It's these slight little gradual things that make you question yourself. Yeah. Okay. So first and foremost, they tell blatant lies. Mm-hmm. Now, these lies can start really small. Little things like, you know, oh, I didn't put that there. You must have put it there. Yeah. If you're like the only two people in the house. And it's like, okay, bro, I I didn't do it. You're the only other person who's here. It couldn't have been me. Yeah. But because they say it with such confidence and such a straight face, you think, well, okay, I must be wrong mm. because... If he's saying that he's so confident or she's so confident in saying that they didn't do it, yeah. then I must be the one in the wrong. Yeah. So that's the thing. They start off with like really small lies and they slowly get bigger over time, which means that they then have the ability to wear you down gradually. Yeah. Kind of like, I don't know if you've heard of it, but there's this analogy called like the frog in the frying pan yeah. or, you know, the lobster in the hot water. Yeah. Yeah. So you do it gradually so they don't realize you don't just jump them straight into boiling or a hot pan yeah you slowly, slowly increase the heat, heat over time yeah. so that the person oh, sorry the person the frog or the lobster doesn't realize they're getting cooked until the last minute yeah that's what happens so they start off with those little lies like i didn't put that there 
you must have done it. I know mm. we're the only two people in the house, but you must have done it. To, I never said that, even though I said it to you half an hour ago. I yeah. never said that. Yeah. To little things like, oh, well, I know you saw me cheat, but I didn't cheat. Yeah. So little things like that. So it, it, they wear you or, down or, gradually. Or they do like the whole thing of like, oh, you're remembering things wrong. Yes. Yeah. You're not remembering correctly. Like clearly there's something wrong with mm. you. Slowly, slowly they get you to a point where you you absolutely don't trust yourself. Yeah. Whatsoever. Um, so they deny ever saying or doing something even though you have proof. Yeah. Right? So this is where you start to question your reality. You could have sworn that they told you that they would cook dinner tonight or you could have sworn that you saw them put the shoes in the dishwasher wrong. Yeah. Whatever, you know. But they will blatantly say to you, no, I didn't do that. You're wrong. You're in the wrong. I would never do that. And again, because they say it with such confidence and such a straight face, you think, okay, well, it must there must be something wrong with me. Yeah. Or I know as well, like, even from my own personal experience, I would just accept their reality to avoid a, an argument. Yeah. And I know a lot of people do that. Yeah. A lot of people will just be like, okay, whatever. Like, I sort of, I just don't care enough to have an argument with, about this. If you say you didn't do it, you didn't do it. Mm-hmm. You know? And it sort of just makes you stop questioning the reality that they're putting before you because you want to avoid conflict. Yeah. So it can go both ways. Mm. So... As I said, this is where you start to question yourself and then the more that you question your reality mm-hmm. or you stop questioning their reality yeah. is where you start accepting what they're telling you and start forming forming yourself around their reality or allowing yourself to be sort of um, part of their storyline. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, the other thing that they do is they say things but their actions don't match their words. Mm-hmm. So words are a gaslighter's escape route. Essentially, they will always try and talk themselves out of any situation so that they end up finishing on top. Yeah. Um, you know, they avoid culpability for their actions by spinning a tail that leaves you unsure of whether they were actually at fault for whatever happened or whatever was said. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, going back to something we said beforehand, something as simple as, you know, I never put that there even though you may have seen it with your own two eyes. Yeah. Like, you saw it, you have proof, but their actions don't match their words, and you start to question yourself, like, did I actually see that, or did I just imagine it? Yeah. Like, even sometimes people will say, like, oh, you must have dreamt that, because that doesn't sound like something I would do. Yeah. Like, you must be confusing the real world with your dream world. Yeah. Right? Or you must have, you just, you, you must be, um... Or they'll project and they'll be like, oh, that must have been, like, your ex-boyfriend. You must be blaming me for things that I didn't do. And it's like, whoa, okay. And then because you feel at fault, you stop um, confronting things that are done. Yeah. And you start focusing on the words. Mm -hmm. So if you can focus on their actions and, like, people will always show you who they are through their actions rather than their words. Yeah, and that's, that's, like, the honest, honest truth. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Like, what you see, like they always say, what you see is what you get. Yeah. Not what you say is what it is. Well, well that's, a, that's a thing. I, I had, like, I had a friend that, like, you know, had a, a boyfriend that didn't work, mm-hmm. um, didn't fucking do anything around the house. Yeah. She worked. She went to school. She did all this sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, 
And, you know, she'll come home and he got up, like, 3 p.m., was playing games all day. Yeah. And she's like, why haven't you, like, I asked you to do this, I asked you to do that. Mm. And he's just kind of like, oh, I did that, but, you know, oh, yeah, but, you know, I did that last week. Like, you know, kind yeah, of like, doing the... And, you know, she'll be like, you don't do anything around here. I do everything. And then he does the whole thing of like, oh, well, no, actually, no, because I did it this time, this time, this time. Yeah. Um, And then makes her, made her feel like shit for even questioning that he d- doesn't do anything around the house. Yeah, exactly. It's like, well, because he's like, I do heaps around here and blah, 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 blah. And like that gaslighting of trying making her believe, she did believe that. You know, oh, maybe she is a bad person. Maybe, maybe she's, she's making him do, do too much. much. Yeah, yeah. You know, maybe she's not doing enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um, always trust people's actions, you know. Yeah. Like, if someone says that they're going to do something and then they don't, then trust that as opposed to, well, you should have done it or I never said that. Mm, exactly. But again, it's hard because it's, it's manipulation. Mm. Gaslighting is manipulation and you don't always know. I don't think you ever know that you're being manipulated. No, I, otherwise I, you wouldn't but, be manipulated. But I also, but I also think as well that sometimes the manipulators themselves don't know that they're manipulating. It, yeah, because yeah. they just because they don't want to actually take accountability, mm-hmm. they don't mm-hmm. realize they're being manipulative in their actions. Because yeah. I know someone who's like that. Yeah, and I wouldn't call them an abusive person or a manipulative person. I just don't think they realize. They don't realize the impact. They don't realize that they're, they're doing it um and it does affect the people around them that they are being manipulated yeah like we'll get to that like a little bit later but yeah absolutely i totally agree um so now we're getting to like the um the really difficult part of the gaslighting process Mm -hmm. is where they'll um disrupt your important relationships by convincing you that they're the only person that really cares for you uh, yeah, gotta so, love those ones. Oh yeah, so because they've they're creating a different reality where they're the only person that you can trust. You know what they say is the only acceptable truth, and so because you start questioning your own reality, mm. it allows your the gaslighter to convince you that they're the only one that you can trust, and therefore the gaslighters will then use that to convince you that everyone else is lying to you because. If you're living in your own reality Mm -hmm. and, you know, the things that are happening around you are valid and true, but then you go home and your partner says, that never happened, you didn't do that, I didn't do that, oh, your parents are lying to you, your friends are lying to you, your friends don't care about you enough, I'm the only person you can trust, I would never lie to you. But it's not only that, it's the whole thing of like, Oh, of course your friend said that to you. Because they don't care about you. No, no, no. Of course your friend said that about you because they don't like me because they're threatened about my relationship with you. Yeah. Oh, they're just jealous. They're just jealous. They don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. Um, But, you know, like, it's just... They also do this thing where they... um, they, they'll, they'll bring other people into the narrative to control your relationships with those people. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, and it makes you question the validity of those relationships because what they'll do is as well, as well as being like, oh, they don't care about you. They don't love you like I do because I don't lie to you about these things, but clearly they do. Yeah. Is that they'll start inventing stories where family or friends or whoever's important to you are gossiping about you or saying things about you like, oh, yeah, she's crazy or, you know, like she's not good enough. And then it's like, see, I'm the only one you can trust. I'm the only one that cares about you. I don't be nice to your face and then horrible about you behind your back. One one instance of this I've heard of is mm-hmm. that um, 
someone I knew, they had a friend whose boyfriend was doing the whole gaslighting thing. Mm. And he told his girlfriend Mm -hmm. um, that she, my friend, had come onto him when they first got together. And that's why she was against their relationship. And pretty much their relationship ended because, like, their friendship ended because the girlfriend believed the boyfriend about her friend... Trying to come on to him. Trying to come on to him. While they were in a relationship. Well, well, when they started being in a relationship. So when they just started. And and that's why, you know, she was jealous, quotation marks, jealous of their relationship because she really wanted to be with him. Yeah, and so she was trying to, like, get in the way of the friendship by going after her friend's new guy. Yeah. That's fucking whatever. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so I mean, like, but it'll, but like you said, like, she cut off the friendship with that person, and that's what it does. Like, mm. creating that narrative where your friends or your family are going behind your back and sort of, you know, attacking your relationship or attacking you, um, you know, or acting against the fundamentals of that friendship or family relationship, it encourages you to avoid those relationships out of fear of being hurt. Yeah. Right? Or because you're finally, you know, quote unquote, seeing the light of how those people actually feel about you. Mm-hmm. And therefore you cut those people off because of what your gaslighter has told you. Yeah. Which then narrows your world. You have less people to communicate with, less people to rely upon. And it gives your gaslighter even more control because your world is getting smaller and smaller. Therefore, the reality that they have created for you has less influence yeah. from outer parties and yeah. that's more just them. Yeah. Kind of like a puppeteer situation. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, they also project. So say, for example, if they've cheated, if they've done drugs, if they've crashed the car, they will constantly accuse you of those things because they want to avoid the chance of you catching on to the fact that they're doing it. Yeah. So what they do is they will... Um, constantly accuse you of doing the thing that they're doing so that it forces you to work overtime in defending and proving yourself, giving little time and attention to the gaslighter's warning signs of the same behaviour. Yeah. Like, we've seen this a lot, like, you know, in relationships where one person's cheating and they want to avoid the situation. Like, I think you see this in movies, like, a lot of the time. Um, where it's like, oh, you're cheating on me. How dare you? And then the, the victim will be like, well, what the fuck? I would never. I would never do that. Like, I love you. And they'll work overtime trying to prove yeah. that they would never do that to that person. Whereas that person, the perpetrator, the gaslighter, is like, fucking, she thinks she's cheating. Yeah. So now she's trying to work, make her way, like, to work herself up to me or, you know, whatever, he, she, whoever. Um, They, even, are trying to, you know go overtime, show them how much they appreciate me, love me, and they're letting me get away with so much shit because they feel like they're the asshole. Yeah, but they also do the whole thing of, like, um, who's calling you? Why are they calling you? Who yeah. is that? Like, yeah. that constant questioning of that and then you having to constantly explain yourself while he's texting some other bitch on the fucking... Yeah, you know? and it's like it makes that victim feel as though they have to prove... Like, I, if that person is questioning you continuously about are you cheating are you doing drugs and they're accusing you of it and saying how bad it would be if they were to do that if you were doing that to them it makes you think well they would obviously never do that to me because it means so much to them that I would never do it to them yeah do you know what I mean yeah 
Um, exactly. That's what I was about to say too. Yeah. yeah. So it gives them basically a free ride to do whatever they want. Yeah. Because then you start believing that they would never do that because they're so against, yes. against it. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Um, so then what they'll do is as well is throughout this whole thing is that they'll put a positive spin on things to confuse the shit out of you. Mm. You know, little comments like, nobody loves you, but at least I love you. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like okay, well, at least I'm lucky that I have this person in my life who loves me because I'm not lovable to anyone else. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, you're a horrible mother or you're a horrible person, but you're lucky you have me to help you. Yeah. You're lucky that I accept you. Yeah. I think, like, in my own personal experience, which I have a lot of personal anecdotes for yeah. these things, but one of mine was, you know, you've put on a lot of weight. You're very lucky that I don't care about that. Oh, my God. That is fucking disgusting. Yeah. Things like, you know, oh, you know, you've since since we moved in together, you've put on a lot of weight. I know it's because you don't have enough time to work out, but you're lucky that I love you enough to accept the fact that you're turning into a roly-poly. Oh, what a cunt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then it would make me feel like I needed to do something to be, like, you know, accepted by him more, to feel physically attracted, mm. uh, attractive to him. And so it put me in a situation where he was constantly comparing my physical appearance to other people and being like, you could look like that if you put some effort in. And so it made me question my confidence in my reality that I shouldn't, I don't deserve to eat. I don't deserve to... um to relax. Yeah. Things like that. Um, but because they put that positive spin on it, like, but you're lucky that I love you or you're lucky that you have me or your parents are lying to you. Your friends are lying to you. Lucky you have me to tell the truth. Mm. You know, it it makes it like, that's the only person you can trust because everyone else sees these things in you and they don't love you as enough as much as this person. Because if they did love you as much as this person, they would be around. They wouldn't lie to you. So, they would tell you these things. Yeah. And see, that's a, that's the thing. Like, gaslighting can become really dangerous with relationships. Because how often do you hear of domestic abuse situations where the women are kind of like, well, he wouldn't do this to me if he didn't love me so much. If he exactly. couldn't control himself. Yeah in fucking hitting me and shit like they yeah. try to, they justify because they're just like oh well you know he tells me that he loves me it's like the sweet and sour thing he's yeah. like you know he tells me he loves me and all this stuff but then he fucking hits me yeah but he says he's sorry and i believe him because i have no reason to not believe him because he's the only one well we say he because this is our personal experience yeah. it can be women as well i don't want anyone to get the wrong idea yeah i think because we're relating this to our own personal well, experience well, we're well, saying well, he but, but it's not only that it's because we are ourselves straight so it's just like the relationships that yeah. we have are with with males not yeah exactly so, so that's why our vernacular is just you know us yeah. using <laughs> we're not you know we're not 
But women we're can not, be. We're not we're, saying that women aren't capable of this. It's just when we when we picture ourselves in romantic relationships, we're picturing ourselves with men because those are the people we have romantic relationships yeah, exactly, with. Yeah. yeah. I think, um, I think just we're just clarify I think, that. They were just justifying, but yeah, women can do it too because I've yeah. seen women do it to even other women that aren't people in a, in a re- suck as a total. Exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, I've done. I've seen women gaslight each other, and they're not in romantic situations. Yeah, it has nothing to yeah, do bad. with it. Yeah. Yeah. So just want to clarify that. Yeah. Um, because I know we've done it a lot throughout this episode. Just want to clarify um but yeah definitely um uh they'll put a positive spin on it so then you're like okay well apparently i'm fucking useless and unlovable and this that the other but there's this one person in my life that clearly accepts me above everything and you know i deserve to be treated this way because i'm nothing but at least they love me i couldn't leave the one person that loves me because i will never be loved by anyone else well, that, that's a thing, you know how I said before about, um, about like, that friend who, you know, his boyfriend used to gaslight her about him yeah. doing stuff around the house? Yeah. He would also know what her triggers were, so he would push her to the point where she'll say something in return, in retaliation, to yeah. push her buttons. Yeah. Um, to which then, you know, she will say something that she regrets, mm-hmm. and then he would turn around, and this is a whole positive spin. Yeah. It's okay, I still love you, and I forgive you. Yeah, little and shit then, like that. And, and, then, and then she totally forgets what they were fighting about, what mm-hmm. they were going on about, because she's just kind of like, oh wow, yeah, you know, I'm so lucky because, you know, I just said something really messed up to him. I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. But, you know, in the end, he still loves and forgives me, so he's a, he must be a good guy. It's yeah. like, no, he's a fuckwit. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, in saying that as well, um, one of the last things that they'll do is they'll convince both you and others that you're the crazy one. Yeah. Um, quote, unquote, crazy. Um, you're the manipulative one. You're the abusive one. And they'll do that by knowing your triggers. Mm. And if they want to convince others that you're, um, you know, for lack of a better term, unhinged, Mm. they will attack your triggers in a public space. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah. And then when you react and, you know, maybe blow your top or get emotional or have a cry. It's like, see, she's unstable. He's yeah. unstable. Yeah. Look at them. I said one thing and look at them. Like, yeah. clearly there's something wrong with this person. And then you will also question yourself because they'll be like, look, all I said was this. Like, mm. you're overreacting. Like, you're making me feel my favourite. Your anxiety is giving me anxiety. Yeah. Look oh, at what you're uh, doing yeah. to me. Yeah, gotta love that one. Look at what you're doing to me. I said one thing and look at you. You're making me feel like a horrible yeah. person. And, and the thing is that third party would not have seen the build up to that moment where yeah. the entire day they would have been doing minor little fucking yeah. triggers. Micro microaggressions. Mi- microaggressions all fucking day. Mm-hmm. And then they knew that when they you got out there and you were in fucking public, they had pushed you to that point where you, you just snap. snap. Yeah. 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 And so what happens is, is when they convince other people that you're the one that's unhinged, you're the one that's, um, you know, losing their mind, you're the one who's crazy, it makes it so that when you go to those people and say, I think there's something wrong with my relationship, X, Y, Z is happening in my relationship, I don't think I can trust my partner, the person who has been shown to believe that you're the one who's unhinged in the relationship will be like, look, you're, you're being stupid. Yeah. Look, this person clearly loves you despite all your faults. Yeah. Don't question that love. Yeah. But I, I think it's also as well, like, um, sometimes those gaslighters too, mm. they also get, like, they also 
tell lies to those third party people. Um, just like going, oh yeah, you know, she seems really, really nice, like in person and stuff like that, but behind closed doors, she's not. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Exactly right. And so what they'll do is they'll slowly bring out those microaggressions, those triggers out into public. Yeah. But not only that, they also sometimes tell, because, you know, the best way to tell a lie is have some truth in it. So a lot of those times I've seen gaslighters actually use stuff that they've done to that person and said it to the third party and gone, she did this. And then, you know, she can be really, really manipulative. Yeah. And then when it actually comes out. But when, you know, like the victim goes to that person and goes, hey, like they're doing this and I'm like really confused. Like I don't think this is normal. They're in the back of their mind going, "Uh, you mean you're doing that? Yeah, the third party. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Um, You know, that's happened to me beforehand where it happened like in front of my face. I had uh, a friend over when I was living with my abuser. I had a friend over and I think I had, I'd cooked, I was starting to cook dinner and my ex had this fucking tendency to put his fucking two cents into every recipe I made but he didn't ask he just would change things as I was cooking like I remember once I was making we've got this like pasta sauce that we have like um avocado mushrooms mm. bacon Mm. onion and sour cream Mm, 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 probably sounds nasty but it is good as shit guys like try it it's 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 a it's a Sandra special it's our mum's special yeah yeah avocado with fried onions, fried bacon, and sour cream, mm. and mushies. Delicious. So good. Right? Anyway. And shit ton of garlic. Exactly. I remember my abuser came in and put chicken in it, Um, all these, like, green herbs. Green herbs, like, there are other colours. Herbs. <laughs> and then lemon juice. And I was just like, what the fuck are you doing to my recipe? And then we had friends over, and I had to give them this fucking shit chicken pasta bullshit avocado sour cream lemon thing and he was like yeah yasmin cooked clearly she didn't do a very good job i can't believe she like served you this stuff that's not even edible and i was just sitting there like are you you've one fucking wrecked my sauce i know and i was like i but i didn't i didn't do all this stuff to him you'd be like well it was your recipe and then my friends would be like well yeah yasmin you said that you were going to cook your mom's famous sour cream avocado pasta like it's not very good. And then I'd just be like, fucking, okay, so now I'm a shit cook. Little yeah. things like that. Yeah. Little microaggressions like that to the point where it's like, oh, well, he's a terrible cook. And I was like, yeah, but you're not any better. Yeah. He's probably better than you. It's just like, it sounds really trivial. Yeah. But when it's little things constantly like that. Over, over, over. It, it really pounds down. Yeah. It really it really compounds and it creates this whole world where you're constantly the asshole. Yeah. You're constantly the asshole. That's the, that's the, that's the, um, the basic point gaslighters will create a whole universe that alienates you from your friends from your family from your career from your your own world mm. they'll create a universe where you're always the asshole and they're always the hero yeah always mm-hmm. it's them avoiding accountability for their actions it's them refusing to confront their own incapacities to do certain things mm-hmm. Like, the incapacity to stay faithful, for example, whilst accusing their partner of cheating. You know, the incapacity of being a fucking good cook. Thank you very much. I am a great cook. Yes, you are. Um, you know, the incapacity of being a good friend, good mother, um, or, you know, parent. They create this world where you're always at fault. Therefore, you question yourself 
your worth mm-hmm. and your reality. Yeah. And we, when you have a, lo- a weak grip on reality mm-hmm. and super low self-confidence and self-worth mm-hmm. and the person who is gaslighting you and creating this reality for you is the only person that you can rely upon to sort of confirm what's going on in your world, confirm how you're perceived or are perceiving things. Yeah. They are in control of your entire life. And it is fucked up. Yes, it is. Um, so, you know, uh, to sort of get to the end of this one, some of the warning signs of a gaslighting victim mm-hmm. could be that you're no longer feeling like the person you used to be. Yeah. You feel really low. You feel like you're not as exuberant as you used to be. You don't have as much light in you. Yeah. As you used to. Mm-hmm. You're more anxious and less confident than you used to be. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Because they, they destroy your self-esteem. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, You know, just as an example of this, I think I, I mentioned this a little while ago. Um, to you personally, mm-hmm. but when I was with my abuser, I used to have like a compendium planner. Yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I found it a couple of months ago, mm-hmm. and I had a look at it, and the pages, up until like I think it was the last week that I was living with my abuser. Yeah. I had everything planned out: wake up time, workout time time I was going to go into work, what time I was going to eat lunch, what I was going to have for lunch, what I was going to have for dinner, what time I was going to go to sleep, what time I was going to take my vitamins, like so structured out. Yeah. And then the week after I moved out of that house, I never used the planner again. Yeah. It was so, I was so anxious and I had such a little confidence in myself that I had to plan out every single step of my day because I didn't trust myself to do anything productive. Yeah. Or I didn't trust myself to remember to do all these things. Yeah. It's like, it's not fucking hard to remember how to eat and go to sleep and all that sort of shit. You know what I mean? It's but also, like, it's it gets also you, not makes, that... it makes you put to that point that you lose such confidence in yourself that you feel like you have to actually plan yeah. that. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, and I also didn't trust myself to be able to go out and buy something for lunch. Like mm. I had to write down what I was going to eat. You know, just in case I got something that was too fattening and stuff like that. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Because it's also like the whole him gaslighting you about your weight and stuff. So you're yeah, worried about and my physical yeah. appearance. Yeah. So that's just an example of how bad it can get. Yeah. You have such little confidence and you're so anxious that, you know, you find it so difficult to get through day to day tasks. Yeah. Um, you often wonder if you're being too sensitive as well. If you've been a victim of gaslighting, you constantly question yourself like, oh, I'm reacting to this, but it must be my fault. I'm the one who's at fault for reacting because I must be too sensitive. Yeah. I'm too emotional. I'm too high strung. They're not doing anything wrong. I'm in the wrong for reacting in a way that I shouldn't. Yeah. When in reality, as we've said multiple times, your feelings are valid. valid. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. You feel like everything you do is wrong. Mm-hmm. Everything you do is wrong. You always think it's your fault when things go wrong. Yeah. You constantly apologize. Oh, that's like my... F- your friend? Yeah. Yeah. I like, constantly. I, I swear to God, sometimes we've got to stop fucking apologizing. Yeah. We'll smack you if you apologize again. <laughs> yeah. And then they respond with, sorry. I'm like, yeah! <laughs> I always say to people, because like, I used to be in the position where I would apologize for everything. Yeah. 
And I, ha- I stopped doing it by questioning myself, like, what am I apologising for? Yeah. So when people say to me, sorry, for no reason, I just turn to them and be like, what are you apologising for? Yeah. And they go, oh, because I did this. I'm like, that's not something to apologise for. That's mm. fine. Like, yeah. you do you. I think sometimes, obviously, saying stop apologising is going to confront someone to say sorry. Sorry yeah. for apologising. Yeah, very much. <laughs> that's just, like, the human way, I guess. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh... You, if you're a victim of gaslighting, you have a sense that something's wrong, but you ha- you can't identify it. Yeah. Like a sense of like impending doom and dread, but you can't pinpoint where that feeling's coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, is one of the things of anxiety. Yeah. Um, you often question whether your response to your partner or the person who's gaslighting you. Um, or like, say, for example... If you've been in a romantic relationship where you've been gaslighted and then have gone into a relationship afterwards, you often question whether your response to your partner is appropriate. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, for example, like wondering if you were too unreasonable in an argument or wondering if you're not loving them enough or giving them enough, enough of what they need. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you're a gaslighting victim, you will make excuses for your gaslighter's behaviour. If, um, sorry, you avoid giving information to your family or friends to avoid confrontation about the person who's gaslighting you. Because they made you believe that you can't trust what they're saying. I think also just like deep down, you know that what you have to say to these people about what's going on behind closed doors in your relationship is going to elicit a certain response. Yeah. And so you just don't tell those people anything because you don't want to deal with it. Yeah. Like, so many things were going wrong in my relationship where I was being gaslit that I didn't tell anyone about. Well, that's the thing. We didn't find out about any of this stuff until after you left him. Yeah. And that was because I was made to believe that, you know, this was private, like, this is just stuff that happens and I thought, like, you know, if I bring it up, yeah. I'm just going to be making a big deal out of nothing. But not only that, you're and, – and I think as well, probably in the back of your mind, you might have thought too that we might not have believed you because your abuser really fucking put it on. Yeah, that too. Or really fucking put it on. That too. And, like – The only person that ever fucking picked up on that was Julian. He goes, mm, I don't like him. He's done tr- – I don't – I don't – I don't think... he's, he's got a good radar, that Yeah, that he's just yours. like, mm, no, don't, don't yeah. think so. But that was the thing as well. Like, I have always been quite an emotional person. Yeah. Um, You know, I cry at insurance commercials, okay? Like, <laughs> they make me cry. I don't know what it is. I'm a human being. Mm-hmm. So – I always had the mentality that if I told people that was going on in my relationship that made me upset, oh, you're just being a crybaby. Oh, you're just being emotional. Like, you'll be fine. And that's the thing. He would have he would have known that about yeah, you. definitely. And, and made you think that way as well. Like, exactly. Like, why are you being so... I love, I love the fucking, like, why are you being so emotional? Yeah. Like, what's wrong with yeah. you? Like, get over it, yeah. all that sort of shit. Anyway, so because of that, because you don't... You don't confide in people to avoid mm-hmm. confrontation. You feel isolated from those same people. Because you're not opening up to them, Yeah, you're not sort of connecting with them. Which is exactly what your perpetrator wants. Exactly. So because you're not connecting with them, you can't. You don't feel the connection that you need out of that relationship. Therefore, you feel isolated. It's a weird paradox mm. because you, you're essentially doing it to yourself. Yeah. You're not confiding in them. You're not opening yourself up to them. Therefore, you feel isolated from them because they're not seeing the real you. Therefore, they're not connecting to the real you. Yeah. Because you're not allowing them to. Yeah. And therefore, you feel that they don't love you enough 
because they're not giving you what you need. Yeah. Even though you're not allowing them to see what's going on and give you attend to those needs. Yeah. It's a weird paradox. Yeah. But it's a powerful one. Yeah. And it allows that perpetrator, the gaslighter, to have more control over you. Mm -hmm. Because you won't engage with those people as often. Nope. And then they are the main person in your world. Yeah. Um, The other thing is as well, you find it increasingly hard to make decisions as a victim of gaslighting because the person who's in charge of your reality is also in charge of your decisions and your decision-making process. If someone is gaslighting the shit out of you, you don't trust yourself. Yeah. Therefore, you rely on them to help you make decisions in life. Mm -hmm. Could be as simple as what are we going to have for dinner? I love how all my things are at this about food because we just ate. <laughs> um, and I'm still thinking about it. It was delicious. Um, but, you know, little things like that where it's like you can't even – you're so incapable of making a decision as little as that because someone has been in charge of making decisions for you because they put you in a position where you didn't trust yourself at all. Yeah, you think you're incapable of doing anything. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And the final thing that can happen to you as a victim of gaslighting is you feel hopeless and you take little or no pleasure in the activities you used to enjoy. Basically, being gaslit turns you into an empty shell of a human being. Yeah, which I can totally see how that would happen because, like, how uh, if you don't have confidence in yourself, how are you going to have confidence in anything that you enjoy? Yeah, exactly. Also, just... The fact that you are constantly being belittled and manipulated mm. and abused, like you just would not have the energy. Yeah. You just don't have the energy to do things that you enjoy, but you also feel like you don't deserve to be happy. Yeah. Because of all these little things that it's being pushed towards you. Like it took me a year and a lot of like pushing after the um, abusive relationship that I experienced. It took me a lot of encouragement from outside people to believe that I had the right to relax when tired. Yeah. That I had the right to rest after a week of work. Yeah. You know, I would spend the weekends running around doing laundry, cleaning this, that, the other. And it took someone to turn to me and say, you do realise you're exhausted. Yeah. And I would say, no, no, I can't stop until I do X, Y, Z things. And they'd be like, hang on. You have the right to rest and relax. Yeah. You're going to human being on a machine. Exactly. So the little things like that, it stops you from having the time and the energy to sit down and do the things you love Mm. because you feel like you can't, you don't have the right to experience joy or happiness or relaxation. Yeah. Because of all the things that have been put towards you. Yeah. Which is pretty messed up. Yeah. It's fucked. Mm. yeah heavy bit heavy um i feel a bit weird after that one it was definitely it definitely brought up a few um emotions but i will say personally as a victim of extreme gaslighting i am very proud of how far i have come i'm proud of you too thanks but i'm getting a bit um i i can see it i can see it (laughs) getting a bit teary because like it's gaslighting is fucked and it just like it it completely ruins your sense of self and you feel like you don't deserve to be you know loved by anyone seen by anyone because you know especially in situations where it's an abusive relationship where it becomes physically abusive 
It's like, you know, if someone who loved me treated me this way, I can't let people love me because this is what happens. Yeah. This is what I deserve. So you you tend to isolate yourself because you're afraid of what being loved means. Yeah. To you. Yeah, I totally understand that. Yeah. You know, we, we you know, you kind of lost your spark a little bit there for a little while, but, you know, it's coming back. Yeah. It's nearly a full. Not quite there, but nearly a full. I'm too lazy to put it at full. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like... Mm. And you know what? You don't owe it to anyone unless you want to. <laughs> literally. Literally. I don't have to go 100% unless I want to go yeah. 100%. And honestly, sometimes I just want to nap. Same. <laughs> just what's going to happen after this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> But that's gaslighting friends. That was a that was a big one. Yep, a bit of a heavy one. Yeah. But you know, upwards and onwards, the more we talk about this, the more people can sort of pinpoint stuff. I think Yeah. That's gonna this episode's probably gonna help a lot of people because I don't think a lot of people realise that mm. they experience I reckon everyone at some point is or has experienced gaslighting at yeah, some point absolutely. or another. Um and seeing knowing what the signs are of what a gaslighter does, I think will help people like prevent people from experiencing that yeah Yeah. or just being more aware of it more of it yeah um the other thing as well just not engaging with it yeah the other thing as well is like i know a lot of our episodes we always end with you know how to avoid this or how to do this better in this situation where you're being gaslit by someone there is literally no point turning around to them and saying you're gaslighting me because they'll be like no, I'm not. Yeah, they'll <laughs> like, turn it around on you. Yeah. That's their whole shtick. Yeah, as 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 pretty much like I think the best way to deal with something that's ga- someone that's gaslighting is leave, leave, cut that relationship. They're not worth your time, and I know that no. ca- that's that can be very very difficult though. Oh, absolutely, it's, it's easier said than done. Yeah, but someone who actually loves you and actually cares about you would never treat you this way and wouldn't go out of their way to belittle you and take away your confidence yeah and your shine your whole, and wouldn't try whole, and control you yeah what uh, the, the fuck the whole point of a relationship is that you build each other up not tear each other down down and make each other feel like you're each other's you know you're the only ones for each other because there's no one else out there that will accept you for who you are that's just fucked the, the only person you should be worried about accepting you for who you are is yourself yeah and no one else fucking matters <laughs> Like, obviously, like... Ain't that the (laughs) truth. I mean, like, obviously, everyone's relationships with different types of people are different. Like, I have a very good relationship with you guys as my family. Like, Mm. my mum, my sister, my dad. Yeah. Um, But there are other family members out there that I don't have a good relationship Mm -mm. with. Do you know what I mean? And I'm not... I, I will not concern myself about what those people think because their toxicity is so bad that... I don't want it rubbing off on me. Yeah, exactly. And their opinion doesn't matter. Their opinion does not define me. It does not give me my self-worth. Yeah. If people actually love you, Mm. they will never actively hurt you. Exactly. It's different, you know, we are, everyone's, everyone's human. Everyone has their little, you know, um, slip ups. Like sometimes you might say something that offends someone and you're just like, shit, I didn't mean to offend you. I'm so sorry. Yeah. But those are genuine mistakes. Yeah. People who, like gaslighters, are actively trying to hurt you. Exactly. And also avoid taking accountability for their own shitty fucking selves. Yeah. And, like, look, as you were saying beforehand, and this is a thing I want to get into a little bit on a later episode, like, 
sometimes people don't always know that they're being manipulative. I mean, they're not stupid. Like they don't, they're not like, oh, this is normal. Mm. This is natural. But they, they refuse to accept the fact that they're manipulative. Yeah. Which is why they end up gaslighting people because they want to create a world where they're the hero. Yeah. Um, apparently most gaslighters are narcissists. That makes sense. Yes. Which we were, we were, we're going to do a full episode on narcissism because it's a whole other fascinating scenario. Yeah. We're going to do an episode on narcissism itself and then malignant narcissism, which is different and more fucked up. Which is going to be so like fascinating to do. I'm really excited for those episodes. Um, but yeah, you know, I think the thing is mostly with gaslighting is that they're trying so hard to avoid taking accountability for their actions that they will create this whole world where you're the asshole, so that they're not in a position where they have to be like oh you're right I fucked up I was wrong sorry yeah exactly so wild mm. Woo. so what did you do this last week for some self-care stuff Yazzie bro I've been fucking exhausted it's been a week mm. um you know, I haven't really had the energy. I've been sleeping a lot later because I haven't been sleeping. So I've been f- waking up later, eating breakfast later, mm. having lunch like at three. And so this week it's come to the point where like almost every night at 11 p.m. where I'm trying to go to bed, I'm like, fuck, I'm starving because I didn't have dinner because I had lunch at dinner time. Yeah. So this week I ordered late night takeout at least three times. Hell fucking yeah. Yeah. I was like, you know what? I just want to chill in bed, put my projector on, watch some Mad Men, and just cozy up with some takeout meals. Like, I do not have the fucking energy to cook right now. <laughs> so I had Maccas. Nice. And watched Borat. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was a good time. Um, and then a couple of days later, I ordered late night sushi. Oh, nice. Watched Mad Men. Nice. So I had the sushi for dinner that day and then the next day. And then last night I was watching Mad Men and it was like 11 p.m. I was like, you know what I could go right now? Some fucking buttered chicken. (laughs) So I ordered me my buttered chicken and I sat in bed all cozy and had some really weird dreams. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Curry before bed is not a good thing. Don't do it. No, it's not. It's not. (laughs) But you know what? I was cozy. I was in bed. I was fed. Everything was delicious. And that is all that counts. Yes. And I didn't have to fucking cook. Yeah. (laughs) Waste of energy. Even better. (laughs) What about you? Uh, Well, this past week I actually got my full diagnosis with autism. So, yeah, pretty much uh, I've taken the advice of the psychiatrist and not putting so much pressure on myself to be doing things all the time. I'm so glad. Um, And getting hard on myself about not kicking goals and achieving goals because one of the things that uh, affects me with my autism and that I struggle with, which a lot of people with autism do, is uh, my executive functions, which means I find it very hard to with task management and staying on course on a task and yeah. all that sort of stuff and time management so um which is something that I've struggled with my entire life like I've always struggled like even though I'm quite intelligent and I did well in school I mean, you're very intelligent yeah um <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> quite intelligent you're uh, very intelligent um and I always struggled in school because like uh, I, I struggled in school, like, not because my grades were bad or, like, anything like that. In, it, quite opposite. My grades were always quite good. It's just that 
whenever it came to a you know time sensitive sort sort of thing, I really struggled. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. So I always struggle with due dates and all that sort of stuff because I find it very very difficult. Because the thing is, like, I have such like ideas, especially like with my art and stuff. It was a really bad idea for me in high school to do four folio subjects. Yeah, I <laughs> I remember that, and I was like, um, Are you gonna be okay? And I wasn't. I was not okay. I was really fucking struggling. Um, so many teachers are like, "Wow, you're the only person we know doing four folio subjects." Yeah, like, I was the only one doing four folio subjects for a reason. Um, and the thing is, is that like I have such a vision of what I want to do that I don't actually go, do I actually have enough time for it? And then I put my pressure on myself and then I add stuff on top. I'm like, oh, but this will make it look better. And then it's like, I don't have time to you make it look. You did not sleep that entire fucking year. I did not. Uh, no, I fucking <laughs> lived on fucking Red Bull and V and fucking whatever. Oh, my God, lol, Mother, yes. mother. I lived on fucking mother. Like, I used to drink two, like, so I can't have energy drinks anymore because I used to drink two litres of energy drinks a day to the point that my kidneys cannot process this shit anymore. Yeah, lol, remember that one time where your skin turned grey and you went to the doctor and they're like, hey, your kidneys are at risk of failing. And you were like, "Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, I drink a lot of energy drinks. And they're like, oh, how much? And you told them, they're like, yeah, fucking don't do that. <laughs> so, yeah, I, um, yeah, so I, that's something I've always struggled with. And I think, you know, I am wanting to try and go full-time with my art, but I don't actually have the capacity or the capability at the moment because I don't have the tools to do it because of that. So this Because w- you don't have, like, the um the time... Well, I, I don't have the executive functions to actually do it, which is something that I'm going to be doing therapy over to help me out with. So I'm yeah, going to cool. go see a neuropsychologist and get an IQ test oh, that's, done. That's, and That's fancy. Yeah, because... In the end, like, my main goal is, one, to go full-time with my art, and two, I want to become an academic and eventually get my PhD in history. Yeah, don't. Um, and the thing is, that's never going to happen because every time I've attended uni, I have fucking failed because of my lack of executive functions. Yeah. Well, that's good. I'm happy that you're sort of seeing this as, like, a, a something to solve as opposed to, and, like, work around yeah. as opposed to an indicator of your own self-worth. Yeah, and that's the thing is just, you know, like in the end, it might not sound it and people who have met me may not realise, like, this is, it's a fucking disability. Like, it's a, it's called yeah. a disability for a reason. Yeah. I I might be on the spectrum where, you know, I have less issues than, than most, but it's those sort of silent ones that you don't see outside, you know, yeah. of me masking my... Yeah, because you're pretty good at masking. My, yeah, I'm very good at masking. Yes. There's no one... Every time I tell people that I have autism, they're like, what? Excuse uh, me, what? What? What do you mean you have autism? <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, I've been very good at hiding that, but it's like if you come to my fucking house, my house is always a fucking mess because I just have no... Like, it affects my personal life because, you know, one thing that I have always held onto is the fact that I have very very good work ethic and I don't want to ever appear like I am just You're not sh- working hard I'm not working hard so pretty much I put all my energy into work like I pretty much you know I would love to tell customers to go fuck themselves because <laughs> and the amount of energy it takes to prevent me from fucking doing that is a lot so it takes so much out of me that when I get home I don't cook for myself I have, have to, the energy for I don't else. have the energy for anything and that's the thing it's really affecting 
my personal life at home because I don't have the energy to even catch up with friends or yeah. see friends or interact with friends because it's just it's too, just too much. much. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, in the end, I've got to put myself first and... Yes, absolutely. Um, stop being so hard on myself and putting so much stress on myself that I have to do everything and I have to do it by this time. And I think it's, you know, I, it makes me it makes me a little bit sad because it's taken me nearly 30 years to finally, yeah. <laughs> finally get diagnosed. Um, and that's like 30 years of my life that I won't be able to actually get back because I wasn't... I didn't know and I couldn't get the help that I needed and yeah. pretty much all I thought was is that I fucking suck at life. Like I'm not capable. Makes me sad. Yeah. That's really heavy. That shouldn't be it's a but but it's myself so heavy, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, but my, my, my self care thing was that one I got my full diagnosis and now I have more understanding of myself and I'm more patient with myself and Which is so important. Yeah. Um and not judging myself and forcing myself to be something that I'm fucking clearly not. Oh my god, amen, sis. Yeah. So, you know, um it's gonna you know, I, I'm not going, I'm not one of those people that grinds to the fucking ground and, you know, Ugh, has, you know, has a high octane life because guess what? It just does not work for me. I'm not, I'm not neurotypical. I'm neurodiverse and that's just Sorry, how like, it is. Who could be fucking bothered? Oh, <laughs> you know, like hashtag, right? Like no, no offense to the hashtag rising grind people, but just like, just not that's every, good. It's good that you're happy doing that, but, but a, um, lo- a lot of people can't do no that. No thanks. And especially <laughs> me, I cannot. I cannot do that. And yeah. the thing is, is that I've always been so hard on myself for well, that reason. Quite, you're quite an ambitious person. You have a lot of ideas, in particular, and you want to see those ideas come to fruition. Yeah, but I don't know how to do that, and that's what this sort of the therapies is going to help me do. Well, I am super glad that this diagnosis and the things that you're learning are helping you. Go onto a path where you can be your best self. Exactly. So happy for you. Thank you. We're gonna love us. Woo! Woo! Anyway, this episode has gone for way too long, so we're gonna end it. Seriously, that this is the longest one that we've done since we actually started. Yeesh. Sorry, guys, but we hope you enjoyed. Um, as always, uh, you can follow us on Instagram at soznotsozpod. That is S O Z N O T S O Z P O D. Um, you can also email us with your stories, ideas, or even like if you have some, you know, lovely feedback you want to give us or just say, Hey, um, we would absolutely love that. Um, you can find us on Podbean at our Podbean website. Um, you can also find us on Spotify, Apple podcasts and overcast by searching Soz not Sozpod. Also guys, we have noticed that we have a huge following of people um, not from Australia. Hi, how are you? Welcome. Um, so glad that you can put up with our accents for a 45 minute Ooh. to an hour, um, block of time. You know, we, we have an Instagram and a lot of our following is from Australia. So what we were thinking was the, well, obviously everyone, we would love to know what you're feeling about the podcast, how you would like to engage with the podcast, like chuck us an email, but also, like, if you can, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, That'd be, be dope. Because, you, you know, we always are looking to improve the podcast and make it better and more engaging for people. Because in the end, we want to help people. We're not yeah. we're not just doing this, this because... Isn't, this isn't self-serving. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is in a way because we process our own stuff. But, yeah, true. But um, the whole point of this podcast is that, like, you know, Yasmin and I know that how 
big the stigma is around mental health after struggling it with ourselves. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we don't want other people to feel how we have felt. So, exactly. So yeah. if there's anything that you feel that we could do better or anything that you enjoy and like us to continue doing or, like, if you just want to talk to us about literally everything, obviously we're not um, therapists, um, but if you want to talk to us about how these episodes have affected you, whatever, like, Obviously, feel free to email us, or if you can, leave us a cheeky, cute review on Apple Podcasts. Yes. So, we would love that. Thanks for listening, guys, and we'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Bye.